Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. In our efforts to create an amazing episode 100, uh, an epic episode 100, if you will, uh, we kind of, well, we kind of overdid it. Uh, We wound up uh, interviewing five different sets of guests uh, spanning a full week's worth of time. And, uh, and the final product when I was finished editing it was two hours and 45 minutes long. So what we decided to do instead was, uh, create two full episodes out of the content for episode 100. So there will be a part a of episode 100 and a part B of episode 100, which will be released next Monday. Uh, we will also add to part B a short bit of new email for next week, but we probably will not add any new stories uh, or any of the meat of the podcast. I'm going to use the exact same uh, wording for each episode in the show notes, uh, just so I don't have to do any more work than I've already done. So both of the episodes will have the exact same wording, probably the exact same post, uh, with all the same images, et cetera, et cetera. But one of them will be labeled A, one of them will be labeled B. Uh, we hope that you enjoy this show. We put a lot of work into it. I mean, I put a lot of work into it. Uh, Tom um, was there for most of the show. So that is, that's um, uh, expected. As uh, as the show plays itself out, uh, you will hear a bunch of voicemail in the middle of the show. Uh, if you did not hear your voicemail, Uh, Don't worry, there's a chance you're going to hear it next week. Uh, We actually took everything we got, at least everything that came straight away to us, and put it into one big file. So we're going to play a little bit in the intro here, and then in the middle of the show, there's going to be a big block of voicemail and our commentary to go along with it. And then in the middle of next show, there will be also a big block of commentary and voicemail. So thank you, everybody, for contributing uh, to that, and, uh, and we hope you enjoy the show. So this is part A, and uh, come back next week for part B. On behalf of the Minnesota Skeptics, we would like to congratulate Cognitive Dissidents on 100 episodes. Glory hole. This is Plaid42. Happy 100th Cecil and Tom. I love you guys. Thanks for the laughs and the thoughts. Bye. Hey, Tom and Cecil, here's to a happy hundredth from Robin Christmas in Connecticut. Glory hole. Hey, Cecil and Tom, glory hole to you gentlemen from Canada. Keep up the good work. Once again, glory hole to you. Hey, guys. Uh, my name's Samantha. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller, and I just wanted to wish you both a happy hundredth episode, and I really hope there's a hundred more that I can listen to because you guys are the best. Have a good one. Hi, Tom and Cecil. This is Nick Sabbath from the Left Hemisphere Podcast and LeftHemisphere.com. I want to congratulate you guys on your 100th episode. I love the show. I'm looking forward to the next 100. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason.
is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is going to be a regular episode. Just a regular... Just a plain old vanilla... Yeah, we got, we got everybody episode. real excited about the 100th episode. Yeah, but we're not going to do it. Just so we could let them down, yeah. We're just going to do nothing. We, we're actually, we're not going to cover any stories either. We're just going to sit here in silence and, for an hour. And then that is, and then just play the Skeptic's Creed <laughs> at the that's end. It. Like, and that's it. That level of disappointment is marital in nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're teaching your kids to disarm. They're teaching your kids to accept homosexuality. Homosexual marriage, which has never been in the history of mankind. By the way, gay marriage and homosexuality, it's only there to take away your sovereignty. So for those that want to sit there and play games with the homosexual community, let me tell you something, they ain't playing. That's right. They're teaching no child left behind. Now they're teaching something called common core. Folks, this president is emulating dictators. Do you not understand that he is not playing games? If you look at Mao Zedong, this boy is emulating Mao Zedong to a T. You know what Mao Zedong did? He went to the younger generation. He overthrew the uh, Republic of China to implement what? Democracy. Who's the last president that actually acknowledged that we were a republic? Reagan. Every president since has continuously inundated the next generation with the fact that we are a democracy. That is dangerous, guys. Oh, hey, Tom, I think Gio's calling. Don't answer it. Wait, wait a second. Hold on, hold on a second. I gotta answer it. No, no don't answer the fucking call. Don't answer the call. I've gotta, I've gotta answer it. That's, that's just rude. Don't do it, Cecil. <laughs> I'm answering. Can't... Hey, God George. Da- hey, George. Hello, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. My goodness. The big C. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too personal? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Despite the presence of no opposition yeah. whatsoever, we've overcome all the obstacles and adversity of yeah. nothing. <laughs> yes, and the, the the calendars, the calendar pages have 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 dealt nothing against you. Uh, you have you have diligently recorded. Cue montage of the calendar pages now flipping off as. The... <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a little whoosh as the fall leaves roll by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's standard stuff. So George, we. We wanted to talk to you about this story from uh, rightwingwatch.org. Um, no. Yeah. Oh, fuck. All right. Hang up on George. <laughs> That's it. Goodbye. That's it. That was fun, though. <laughs> Happy <Great>. birthday. <laughs> yes, my goodness. Thanks for ruining my afternoon with this article, boy. <laughs> it's the thing we do well. Wow. It's what we do well here. Yes. <laughs> if, <laughs> wow. If, if you're ever, by the way, if you're ever just, you know, too, feeling too optimistic about the world, feeling like, man, things really seem to be on the uptick. You know, 12 states now with gay marriage, things are looking up. Just go to rightwingwatch.org because it is, it is just a catch-all for crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is uh, Bradley Dean, um, and, and the title of it is just a, a mishmash of jib-jab. I'm going to read it, but it means nothing, just like his comments. Public schools evil, comma, Obama emulating Mao. <laughs> and you would have to read through the transcript of madness that is uh, Bradley Dean's uh, presentation? I don't know what that is. Sermon? Is that a sermon? What is that? I'm not... Rant. Rant. Angry rant, yes. 
worst Hallmark card ever. <laughs> and you know, I before I turn it over to you, Gio, to get your thoughts on it, I, I just wanted to say that the thing that when you listen to this, when and, and you don't catch this from just reading the transcript, but when you are unfortunate enough to listen to this, it's as Bradley Dean is getting progressively less and less tethered to the world of reality um, and beginning to float up into the uh, stratosphere of insanity where he must reside in a golden castle of gibberish. Um, the people that are clearly in the crowd are, amen, oh yeah, and they're cla- you know, they're kind of, you know, they are righteously agreeing with this man as he says just totally bizarre and inane and disconnected bullshit. Right, right. You are making mouth noises. I agree. Yay. Yay. Your volume has increased. I agree more. Yeah. It's like a dog reacting to tone, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, the dog knows its name. No, it knows the way you say its name. It's like the people in the crowd. You can throw them begging strips halfway through this thing. <laughs> Don't insult the canine Americans in the audience, please. <laughs> With, with this this crowd, yeah. Uh, I love he he of course because any good right wing rant talking about public school has to of course include you know a diatribe against gay marriage. It has to. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's part of the, It's part of the talking points. Yeah, it's part of the talking points. But this For is coming part. from a guy. You know, his name is Bradley Dean. Okay, and he spells his name B R A D L E. Bradley, Bradley. All right. Now he's got he's got like this ponytail, or that he bought one of those hats that has the ponytail. <laughs> I can't tell. I'm not totally sure. I hope it's and the latter. He's yeah. He's so he so wants to drink a dick. It's not even funny. <laughs> I mean, it's so yeah. It's just it's just horrendous. The thing. The, the, my favorite bit, though, my favorite bit of because he's going on about how awful public school is, and public school, in essence, is indoctrinating people because Obama said so. And he talks about they're teaching no child left behind, and they're teaching something called Common Core. Now, folks, he says here, the president is emulating dictators. Okay, fine. Um, he says, do you not understand that he is not playing games? If you look at Mao Zedong. This boy is emulating Mao Zedong to a T, all right? So he calls him a boy, which I'm glad there's no baggage associated with calling him no, yeah, no kidding, right? boy. Way to go. Way to slip that in subtly. But he says, okay, this boy is emulating Mao Zedong to a T. You know what Mao Zedong did? He went to the younger generation. He overthrew the Republic of China to implement what? <laughs> Democracy. Now, I know that Wikipedia is often wrong about some details, <laughs> but I looked this up. <laughs> uh, the the thing that Mao Zedong formed <laughs> was the People's Republic of China. He there's no democracy yeah. <laughs> at all, and it's like, I mean, okay, if you want to believe that that kids are being indoctrinated, that's one thing that blindly point to and say this is what's happening but when you say that Mao Zedong overthrew the Republic of China I mean that is a factual nugget of happiness that you cannot sort of ignore yeah. I mean like so wrong it's not it's the complete opposite of <laughs> what he's saying 
which should like which should automatically there should be some kind of built-in thing in the internet that when you say the complete opposite <laughs> of what is true, the feed just turns off. Yeah. <laughs> or you get shocked or something. Something. There yeah. should be some kind of proprietary, you know, language and software that if you say that Mao Zedong overthrew the Republic of China, like your your feed just stops. <laughs> Now, one of the things I notice, especially in this rant, and now you have a podcast on the internet, so I'm sure you have to deal with internet people on occasion. And, uh, yes. and I've noticed, especially on message boards and things like that, whenever someone is sort of frothing at the mouth, they throw out just so many things in a row. They'll just, it's like a salvo of misinformation, just one after another after another. And if you go through here, he's implicating this international baccalaureate program as basically this way in which to disarm kids and to make them accept homosexual marriage and gay marriage. And he's also talking about No Child Left Behind. And he's making it seem like No Child Left Behind wasn't put in place by, say, George W. Bush. Yeah, hello. And, and he's talking about Mao Zedong and how, how, uh, how basically, Reagan was the last person who called our our uh, country the 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 organization of government in our country a republic instead of a democracy, et cetera, et cetera. So he's got all these like salvos of misinformation, and I wonder it's just like when I read that, and like let's say I'm on Facebook and someone posts just this big wall of text that I would have to refute, I just get tired when I see it, yeah. and I'm just like, uh, you know, you win. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to go through and point by point dissect your argument because at a certain point, I'm just going to get bored and watch TV. Yeah. When, when you start your rant by saying, you know, in 1980, they took the Ten Commandments out and you opened the door to Satanism. It's like, <laughs> that's your opening salvo to talk yeah. about the, the yeah. inadequacy of indoctrinated public schools. So it's Satanism. Like the guy with the pointed stick and the red and the red satin undies, that that is going to be your opening your opening yes. statement. Like, okay, the schools are now promoting and opening themselves up to Satanism. Well, no, I now I no George, I I, I have to disagree with you because I took Satanism in schools right after driver's ed. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was a pretty. I don't want to say it was like a blow off class. We had to murder a lot of babies. Um, so that was. I mean, you just had to come up with a lot of them, but thankfully the that's teen just, pregnancy rate was high enough. See, the thing is, that's just busy work they make those kids do. Now, how was your school's cauldron? Because my cauldron yeah. was, was a very tiny. It was like years old. They never updated it. it was yeah. Pretty, yeah, yeah, it was always yeah. tough getting the funds, you know? Like, it's like football team cauldron, football team cauldron. And the fucking, those guys, they always had nice shiny helmets, but fuck. We get a yeah, decent the, the line item request for paint for the pentagram is like, yeah, it's way low in the budget. Way low in the budget. Well, and the hard part was, you know, the teacher, you know, would stand in front of the classroom and they'd be writing, but they could only use black chalk. So you could never tell what the hell was on the goddamn board. It was exhausting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of eye failure in the Satanism. Yeah, community. every algebraic equation had to equal six six six. Really difficult. It was Yeah. Uh, not not ideal. I, I I do want to point out real quick, um, just and I know it's pedantic, but like when he's like, they're teaching no child left behind. That's not a teaching. Like you right. can't teach that. Like <laughs> nobody's ever opened their books to no child. Okay, everybody, take out your no child left behind. I forgot mine. You left your child behind. Fuck no, that's the whole book. You can't also, do that. 
they're also teaching Common Core, yeah, which, yeah, whatever that is. Well, so these are these. What these are is initiatives to standardize um, testing and and uh, academic performance. So that's and they're very controversial. And there's good and, and to be said of them, and there's a lot of ill to be said of them. And the, but they're not something that you can teach. You can't. So it's like you, they're teaching no child left behind. Like what fucking how are they doing that? Are they reading the act and in, in, imposed by Congress? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Learning it in a civics class, I guess. I don't know. This is this is equivalent to like when someone starts an argument by saying "wake up, people." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just they negate. It's like everything that comes after that is pretty much you're just yeah you're done you're done. Yeah, the the only the only way you can you can undermine that argument is by saying "wake up, sheeple." Oh, like better. that's yeah. that, that's oh. the only way I think. Detach from station and may God's love be with you. This is ground control to Major Tom. You've really made the grave. One of the things that we uh, we wanted to talk to you about too is uh, is and we sent a video to you of an astronaut singing "Space Oddity." Now, to my untrained non musician ear, I think he did pretty good for an astronaut. I uh, normally I am not one who is a fan of changing words to pre-established songs, like only in certain sections to sort of meet your message i'm all for a good song parody you know weird al is a hero of mine so if you're gonna do the lyrics redo them that's fine i'm not often a fan of oh let's just change this one line because of whatever that being said um this video destroyed me it it i was a blubbering mess (laughs) i was an absolute mess when i saw this i saw it before you boys sent it to me coincidentally earlier in the day uh phil plate had actually linked to it as well um, he got it from us. Just saying. Yeah, no, okay. Okay. Um, the fact that the song, the original lyrics of Space Oddity, you know, end with an actual with a space catastrophe where the person is kind of where Major Tom is lost in space forever, and where this is an actual astronaut actually in space, actually risking his life and actually running the risk of maybe not returning um, to change a couple lines. I was totally fine with <laughs> yeah. like that was, you know what, if anyone's going to be allowed to do it, I, I was, it's probably one of the most, and I know this is maybe, you know, hyperbolic on some level, but to me, it's one of the most ex- perfect examples of the unison of what an artistic expression um, can inspire. Cause here, here is a guy, you know, literally floating above the planet acting out the words to this very, you know, uh, uh, iconic song. You know, the song was written at a time when space exploration was still very new. So it, it, it takes the original context of the song, totally flips it on, it on its head, and in the most lovely way, in the most brilliant way. And, and, and just, to, just to know that this guy is up there and that – projected it's not projected the, the earth that's in the background through the window yeah. Yeah. is not a special effect but it is it is us it is every you know it is that pale blue dot which is floating behind him 
um, I, I was blown away. Plus, his his voice is great. His guitar playing is great. I mean, to play guitar in zero G or microgravity, whatever you want to call it, that's its own special <laughs> uh, yeah. technique. I'm sure you have to work on. But I was I was I was really I was really really moved. Just uh, being a David Bowie fan and being a fan of NASA and being a fan of the sort of potential of the human brain, you know, because he, here it is in is the 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 majesty of a well-written song being projected from the majesty of space you know in a in a device built by you know like they say monkeys wearing shoes yeah it's it's, it's pretty you know to to take tim minchin's line it's 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 on every level it is sort of the best that that we could we could hope for I, i i loved it i absolutely and i'm so happy that it's just it's getting a complete viral life um, that, that I forget, unfortunately his name, he's done some wonderful videos. I mean, he did this thing about what would happen if you squeezed out a wet towel. Yeah. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that one. I yeah, saw that one. I it's it was great. Just I mean, it's simple. Yeah. It's simple. It answers, you know, whatever that was a sixth graders question. He does it very directly. And yet there's still a certain sense of awe. I mean, he knows what's point but there's still a certain curiosity and awe and wonder and all of you know that same that same expression i think comes across in the song that he does and i i i, I can't say enough positive things about it there was a there was another video he did where he he said what he was answering a question what would you happen if you cried in space so he put a bunch of uh like water in his eye to show exactly sort of what would happen mm-hmm. if if he were crying and it just sort of hovers like right around your eye yeah. it doesn't go anywhere it right. just sits there it's a really neat like idea about sort of showing people what it's like in zero g and i think i totally relate when you said you know that pale blue dot part because as he's singing the song i can't help but feel there's a part where he's looking out the window and as he's going over you just see all the cities of the of the world lit up by because he's traveling around the night side of the planet, That's so you right. just see these bright spots on the planet, and you just can't help but feel so tiny when you watch that, and just think, you know, that's not a light, that's millions of lights you're looking at from yeah. outer space, yeah. and just the the feeling of 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 smallness and and vulnerability, not just for him. I mean, sure, he's vulnerable up there, but you know, think about how vulnerable we are, and I just think it's a, such a beautiful, great message that comes out in that song. Completely, completely, yeah. The 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 aloneness and unity at the same time. That idea that you know, yeah, we're sort of we're sort of each on our own. Each each one of those millions of lights is just one of us. You know, billions of lights is just yeah. one of us. And yet, we're all sharing. Really weird and, and and squishy about it, but yeah, we're all on this this. We're lucky enough to be on this this silly little blue ball. You know, like like you know, like Sagan says. You know, that to imagine that every every drop of blood spilt. You know, over one corner of this pale blue dot of this tiny marble, you know, in the middle of nowhere, every argument, every every religious uh, 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 battle, every every fight was over something on this this thing, which in the grand scheme of the universe is completely insignificant. It is the universe and how and how incredibly lucky we are the lottery ticket that we've received in just in just existing yeah. in all of this nothing. It's yeah. yeah, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I, I I've heard that you know astronauts get a certain, they do get this certain sense of 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 unity when you see, when you see the entire planet, in one view, it 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 really affects you apparently that you a lot of the 
sort of pettiness uh, is is removed on some level because you realize how how tiny our our massive planet actually is. Yeah, I kind of hope this video really does kick off quite a bit and 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 hopefully get some people thinking about NASA and thinking about that space exploration that I think is really so important to us to make us remember how small we are. Completely. I, I was just I just saw an, an interview or heard an interview with Buzz Aldrin. Buzz is he's he's got a new book out. I guess he's going around making the doing the rounds, and they were talking about how you know it's important to get young people involved in uh, in, uh, in NASA. And uh, Buzz said the average age when the Apollo missions were happening, the average age of the guys that were running, you know, all the stuff at Mission Control was 26. Oh my God! You know, like so. You, I mean, because awesome. in my mind, I picture these, you know, these sort of 50, sure. you know, 60s, uh, 45, 50, 55 year old dudes, you know, scientists, whatever. And these were these were young these were young people that were so interested in what was going on. Um, you see it when you know the Mars the Mars lander came down uh, back last summer. You know, just to see the the guy with the mohawk. You know, which is like, yeah, <laughs> you can be cooler. You can be the coolest guy in the room and be a NASA you know flight controller, <laughs> mission controller yeah, guy. Yeah. It's just it's very encouraging. I hope I hope kids looking at this you know that are ten, twelve, fifteen, whatever. Uh, can get inspired on some level to think, wow, you can, you can, you can actually be part of the whole thing. So, George, are you are you uh, planning on going to TAM this year? They've asked me to to be the MC again, so I, I figure I better show up. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess that'll hurt your reputation. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't want Randy uh, kicking my ass, you know, next yeah. time he sees me. So, if people were going to find your podcast, where would they go? Uh, if you go to geologicpodcast.com, that's the best bet. Uh, you can also just Google my name, just uh, H-R-A-B. And like I always say, the first 47,000 things are me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, iTunes, podcast, the blog, uh, there's all kinds of stuff all over the place. And actually, we're, I just yesterday received the uh, final edit from uh, the, the, the new DVD that's going to be coming out, which is a concert we put on last year, 21812 show our big 10-piece geologic orchestra, an over two-hour concert, which uh, should be ready for TAM. looks like I'm going to have that in hand ready for uh, for people that want to check it out for TAM. That's the next big thing. Oh, that's Wonderful. Awesome. Wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, George. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And please keep keep doing what you're doing, man. The 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 non-romantic answer to success is diligence. And you guys are, are, are as diligent as can be. So congratulations on 100 and congratulations to the next uh, the next couple hundred as well. Well, thank you, George. Thanks again for being on. We really do appreciate it. Cheers. that surprised me about the Rickroll ones that it took somebody this long to Rickroll us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah. best thing about being Rickrolled at this point is the Rickroll is now old. So when you yeah. get back to a Rickroll, it's like, it's like double nostalgia.
Right, yeah, because it's like uh, not only is the first the original Rickroll nostalgia, but now Rickrolling itself is nostalgia. It's so retro. It's meta retro. Yeah, retro. (laughs) It's awesome. Well, I'll never give them up either. (laughs) But we will frequently let you down. Yeah, admittedly. (laughs) (laughs) Glory, 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 glory. Glory hole, guys. Thanks for 99 awesome episodes. I hope this one doesn't suck. (laughs) We do, too. (laughs) Hi, I'm Brian Dunning from Scaptoy.com. Here again on Tom and Cecil's podcast to say thanks very much. And well done for getting to 97 episodes. (laughs) You know, I, I I think that the very beginning is spot on Brian Dunning. Like, the very beginning sounds perfect. It starts to get a little, because he says Cecil, so you know yeah. that somebody from over here would, wouldn't say Cecil. So you could tell that he's, he's, he's messing with his own accent, but it's, it's actually very it's, good. Good Brian Dunning impersonation. Awesome. And that's as close to getting Brian Dunning on the show as we're yeah, going to have. Yeah, I know, because we've asked him, and he hasn't even like, responded. It's like crickets. It's, fuck, it's not even yeah, crickets. The fucker it's doesn't awesome even send we, crickets. Yeah, we sent him a message. We're like, hey, we like your show. We'd love to have you on. And just like... Um, I, I'm surprised we didn't get like a like a, like a order from like an attorney not to cease and desist order. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. I love it. That's great. We got to use that Wait, in the podcast. That's awesome. This is Number why I seven. can't listen to these voicemails at work. By the way, I know. Can you imagine <laughs> I'm sitting in my office and just somebody comes in, ask a question, and just hear glory hole, like hmm. Hi, I have lost all credibility. <laughs> and I don't have very much to start with. This is Dustin Williams from the Atheist Nomads podcast wishing Cognitive Dissonance a very happy 100th episode. Congratulations and keep up the good work. And the Atheist Nomads, if you want, and this goes for everybody who didn't leave any information on how to find your podcast or the places that you're at, uh, leave it as a comment on this uh, on this episode because a lot of people will be coming to find all the other stuff, and it'll be a great place for people to find uh, find your show. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Glory Hole. Gratulerer med den 100. episoden. Tresifret. Det er respektabelt. Eller så respektabelt som dere kan få til. Congratulations from Camilla in Norway. That was awesome. I have no idea what she was saying, but I'm oh, so I, hard I, right now. I, I know. I know. I, yeah, I have the weirdest boner. Um, no, but uh, but uh, but to be honest, uh, I think I do know what she was saying, and I think part of it – I can't translate it all, but I know part of it was dying of fire. I think that was definitely in there. Hi, Tom and Cecil. Congrats on the 100th podcast. Thanks to you two, I started my own podcast called Red and Rendered for second language teachers. Keep up the good work. Your cognitive dissonance correspondent in the Middle East, Stu. Thank you, Stu. Stu That's is awesome. awesome. He sends us stuff like every week. Yeah, Stu Stu really engages the show and we yeah. appreciate the hell out of it. Yeah. So, thank you, man. Yeah, and Stu sent a link to his uh, to his podcast. So I'll put it in the show notes as well. Congratulations from the UK on the occasion of your 100th episode. Glory hole. 
occasion of your <laughs> It's so delightfully it, formal. It is, man. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I just had British sex. <laughs> was it as disappointing for you as it was for me? <laughs> and that would be a resounding yes. Yes, yes of course. A hundred glory holes for Jesus. A hundred glory holes for God. A hundred times receiving, cause all you gotta do is believe in all of God's spunky love. That's awesome. This is, not, this is not the only sort of churchy song we've gotten about oh, glory no. holes. No, it is not. This has gotten way out of hand. Oh, this no, it hasn't. Not even close. <laughs> this is the greatest thing ever. Hi, guys. This is Feltz. You're one listener from Brazil. And I just want to say glory hole. Bye. That's awesome. We got a listener from Brazil. He took a time out to stop playing fucking soccer. No. To he took time out from spinning heel kick people, <laughs> kicking people in the face and knocking them out. Thanks for listening, Felds. You are our only, you are the only person in Brazil for fucking sure. Yeah. Isn't that where they have the huge Jesus statue? Isn't that Yeah, I think so. It's like, it's like, isn't that over Rio? Like that, that giant, like, like, that. like Jesus take the wheel sort of statue where his hands right. are sticking straight out. You don't want him to drive because he's not even holding the wheel. He's not at 10 and 2. Hey guys, no illusions from the scathing atheist here. I wanted to congratulate you on a hundred incredibly complete episodes. I've enjoyed most of several of them and hope you keep up the adequate work. <laughs> I can't, of course, several. but I love the show. You guys are a huge inspiration to me. I hope you keep it up for at least a hundred more. <sighs> it is adequate work. It we is are, entirely... We are a huge inspiration because we are huge. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is awesome. It's a podcast <laughs> where they talk about skepticism. <laughs> it is very, very sweary. <laughs> Your discretion is advised. <laughs> The best, the best is the end. The best is the end. That sounds like every song by Joy Division. <laughs> I love with this. the sheet music. I love this. I love that we got the fucking sheet music. Oh, this. God. This is so good. Oh, love is glory. Comes before you.
<laughs> I know it's like the most uncomfortable, <laughs> awesome film. The ever. last nine seconds of that made me genuinely uncomfortable. I, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's great. Thank you very much for sending that in. You also say, Brian, that uh, because gays are selective when it comes to intimate matters, that proves that it's a matter of choice whether you're gay or straight. So simply because you're selective who you might have sex with, because you choose within a particular gender who you're attracted to, that means you could be attracted to either gender? No, it just demonstrates that people are not obligated to act on every sexual impulse that they experience. Well, have you ever had a gay impulse? <laughs> Alan, I'm not going to talk about No, I just wonder. Personal. I mean, I'm just wondering. Alan, I'm not, Alan, I'm not going to go there. But you're talking give about it, other... Give it, well, give it a rest, That's a simple Alan. yes or no question. We're not going to talk about Because that. maybe if you've been able to overcome your gay impulses... Uh, and you've been successful to do it. You could be a model for other people who you'd like to see act the same way. Okay, so, Tom, we're going to do a little game here, okay? All right. So uh, we're going to have a guest on, and I'm going to give you one hint, and let's see if you can guess who it is. I can do this, Cecil. Okay. I can do this. <laughs> I know you can. You're very good at games. <laughs> so here we go. I, I play with myself so much, I feel yeah. confident. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the hint. Our next guest got chlamydia from a koala bear. Jake from Imaginary Friends. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, Jake, we wanted to talk to you about this story from Mediaite.com. Because who wouldn't go to Mediaite? How, how, how do you spell that? Sorry? It's, I don't know. It's Mediaite. Media I-T-E for some reason. Okay. Dot com. Okay, it's like you. they purposely picked an obnoxious... It's almost irreligiosophy difficult. You know, right. if you were like, yeah. hey, go to media. I... <laughs> hey, have you heard of that new podcast, Irreligiosophy? Yeah, how do you spell it? I R I I R E R E. Chuck says Chuck Shit. says it's spelled just like it sounds. Yeah. So that helps. Yeah, it's 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 someone. spelled just how it sounds if you're dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this article is uh Alan Combs grills evangelical leader about his gay impulses. Um, this is pretty awesome. While interviewing anti-gay American Family Association radio host, um, Alan Combs keeps turning up the heat on Fisher, saying, you know, hey, have you had any gay impulses that you've had to repress? And this guy fucking tap dances around the question. Instead of just saying, and this is the part that blows my mind, why don't you just say No. Like, the question yeah. goes away if you're just like, hmm, no. Alan, Alan, stop pressing the question, please, Alan. <laughs> Alan, Alan, I'm not going to answer it, Alan. Alan, Alan, just give it up, Alan. No, the thing I love is, is, is at the very beginning, he, he admits that uh, he, basically he's, he's saying that because gay people are selective in intimate matters, that homosexuality is a choice. But... You realize that he spends that entire interview effectively not choosing to not answer several <laughs> intimate questions. So, you know, a little bit of irony. So, just, a, just, a, just a touch of just irony. Just a touch. Just well, a don't bit. you have to wonder just from his comments in here, he says, um, you've experienced them, I've experienced them, every man, every woman has experienced certain sexual impulses, and this is my favorite, that if they acted on them, if they conducted themselves by yielding to those impulses, it, it would, would destroy, destroy society. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Destroy what them. is this guy's fantasies about? Like, he, uh, like you, 
He's, well, yeah, he's right. I mean, that large. is that is actually that is a great question. Like, you know, you know, I have had a lot of sex, and I have never destroyed society. <laughs> you know, I, I've done some some you know great and nasty things in the bedroom, but I have never destroyed a society. Okay, so he must be thinking of some. Yeah. Really, really kinky slash terrible stuff. You know, when you destroy a society, you got You really got to bring a lot of lube. I mean, you oh, just have to have just a just that a, goes without a saying. Whole bunch yes. of lube. At, at what point oh, yeah. in the sexual act is the society destroyed? Are you like, oh god, god boom, you shoot, and you're like, oh, you look out the window, it's Armageddon. Oh my god, is it? Did it? It's like a zombie walking by your window. Everything, everything is fine until the moment you climax. Like you're you're in the fucking middle of the most perverted, awesome shit your fucking fantasies of Brian Fisher have ever invented. And then boom, the mm. minute you shit, it's like, oh god, fucking Caesar blood. The Caesar blood again. <laughs> oh my god. When I read this, I really did. I I I sort of stopped on the same note here and, and kept thinking. I'm like, okay, so. It would destroy them. And I'm thinking, like, the only thing that really d- could destroy you if it was a sexual fantasy is, like, you know, like, raping a baby till it's dead. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or a donkey oh, punch. Yeah. Or a donkey yeah. punch. <laughs> you know, depending on the, the, the partner, donkey punch may not be so bad. Um, you know? <laughs> Like the thing is, is is that you know you really, I mean, you really gotta fucking push some boundaries. Yeah. And he's basically projecting onto everyone yeah. these awful, shitty things that he's thinking. Yeah. So he must, he must literally think that everybody has the same weird and kinky thoughts that he does. And don't don't, don't you wonder huh. what his wife thinks listening to this? Like his wife's at home, like listening. Oh, but he's gonna be on the radio again. Oh, he's doing so good in this interview. What does he want to do to me? It's going to destroy me? What the fuck is going to happen? Like, she's waiting anxiously for him to come home. Like, oh, man, I hope tonight's not the night. I got some shit going. I don't want to get destroyed. I mean, maybe a little bit. All right, I kind of want to get destroyed. Just destroy me, Brian. (laughs) I love it. You know, it's it's funny. I did a bit of research into this guy. So uh, Brian Fisher opposes abortion, national health care, right. environmentalism. Right. He, he, he Okay. He opposes environmentalism. <laughs> he, 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 he opposes gay adoption and same-sex marriage. He uh, is right. an AIDS denialist. He believes that yep. HIV does not cause AIDS, but rather it's right. caused by recreational drug use. So sucking on a bong too hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, and, yeah, and we'll smug give you AIDS. sweaters. Look at the smug sweater. That's oh, that's part that's of the true. problem too. Yeah. You know, one of his other things that he thinks too is that the Nazi Party was created by homosexuals. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there. You know, he, he may have a point there because gay people do love to party. So you know. <laughs> Ain't no party like the Nazi Ain't party. Ain't no party so. like a Nazi party. <laughs> now, you, you know, what is his counterpart from the Australian Family Association like? Uh, I'm not sure. Do we have an Australian Family Association? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't have no idea. I think so. I love that you're incredulous so. that he's anti-environmentalism. As if, like, like you, you kind of sound like you're blown away that that's a thing. Like, here in the States, anti-environmentalism is... Like we have half a political party. Like, oh yeah, like man. the Republicans are a political party that is anti-environmentalism, aggressively you, so. It, it'd be like you know standing in front of a forest and 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 yelling, "Quick, kill them! They're coming right for us!" <laughs> you know, 
Well, I, I really don't understand that. I, I, I kind of get the, you know, the Christian dominionist type uh, argument of, uh, or what is it, the, um, the, the whole idea that they're here to, uh, to be here basically until Jesus comes back or some right. shit. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what you do to the earth because Jesus is coming back soon. But yeah. even still, you got to breathe the air, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but not for long. No, but... You know, yeah, and the thing is, is that they would call that God's judgment. They'd be like, okay, well, that's cool. We've totally wiped out all of the things, yeah. and it's basically the fucking, the world is basically the world of the road or something like that. And they'd be like, well, that's cool. That's what God right. wanted. But they're called the American Family Association. <laughs> they're, they're, they're encouraging people to have family, like children. They're forcing right. children to breathe toxic air. Yeah, stop making it. sense. No, I won't have that God's on will. show. I won't. God's yeah. will. You, can't, you cannot it use logic It doesn't here. make sense. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love also, uh, he says he strongly opposes what he calls morally and intellectually bankrupt theory of evolution. It's, uh, yes... It's morally and intellectually <laughs> bankrupt yeah. to believe in the consensus of scientists. Anyway, I think you know ultimately this guy is. Uh, I think actually Shakespeare sp- said it best in Hamlet, Act Three, Scene Two: "The lady doth protest too much." He <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I love it. He's he's he's, now, he's hilarious. Now, one of the things I uh, we sent you as well was there was a there was this guy sort of man on the street style walking up to people, and he's asking them if they think homosexuality is wrong and a bunch of people are saying kind of, you know, oh, it's wrong and and that sort of thing. And then he would say something like, well, when did you decide to be straight? And then they would kind of stop for a second and be like, oh, uh, oh, I guess I never really thought of it that way. And a lot of them had like big smiles on their face like, oh, I get it. I understand now. And it looked like there was sort of an enlightening moment happening with some of these people that he, you know, and it's obviously selectively edited. So there's, you know, he's probably keeping some of the best uh, reactions so he could show people what, what, uh, what sort of light bulbs go off in someone's head when they say this. Now, you have had some interactions, I think, more so than Tom and I with people I think that are, you know, maybe anti-homosexual, at least certainly more religious than we've ever talked to. Have you ever said this to anybody and had a different answer? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, I, I should <laughs> say, it, so, like, it. <laughs> it's definitely one of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> that narrows it down. Yeah. To two. Um, yeah, yeah, no, we, uh, so we've, we've interviewed uh, the guys from the Westboro Baptist Church on the show. And, you know, we asked the question with, um, uh, Fred Phelps, basically, you know, is this a case of the lady doth protest too much? I you remember know, you saying that. Is, <laughs> is, this, is this basically just, you know, a, an yeah. outward projection of, you know, trying right. to, uh, you know, compartmentalize one's homosexual urges in a way, you know, to demonize right. the, the bad part right. of oneself to such a degree that, you know, it revolts, you know, it, it causes revulsion and you rebel against it. Is that is that what this is? Is that why you guys protested funerals? Uh, and you didn't have an answer. You know, so I think there are two different types of people. And, and on the clip that, that you sent me, I mean, I must say it was, it, was, it was clearly awesome. Like it was a really cool thing to watch. But in the same respect, all of those people on there, or at least the, the vast majority of them, were clearly intelligent. You know, they were clearly right. the sort of people who, uh, you know, when presented with evidence, when presented with a good argument, they've changed their stance. They've changed their opinion. And, you know, he, he, the, all of those people were the complete antithesis of that, you know, Brian Fisher dude. You know, 
they, yeah. they are actually taking actual evidence. They are taking a good argument and changing their opinion. I mean, the audacity. The, right. the last guy was the, <laughs> the, the, the last dude, the, the Brian Fisher dude is, you know, Alan, Alan, give it up. Okay, dude? Yeah, give right. It up. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it no matter Just what leave you it do. alone, Alan. Yeah. Leave it alone. <laughs> Don't make me destroy now, want, society. <laughs> I want to say, say to our listeners, if you haven't heard the Imaginary Friends show with Westboro Baptist Church, the episode is from the July 13th, 2011, and I listened to it, and I laughed out loud at the part you're talking about where you two, <laughs> you get him into this moment, and he just, he does the exact same thing that Alan does, which is basically, or what that the, uh, this foster guy does, which is basically, I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah. But it the, the lead up to that line is epic. So if you haven't heard it, audience, you should listen to that episode specifically. It is one of the funniest episodes. And it's a great episode, too, because the guy from the Westboro Baptist Church talked to you yeah, for that long. I know. He was I'm so, just so he was, shocked that he, he, was he so even human. had a conversation with somebody. He was so human. That's the, the, one of the worst things, yeah. I think, about interviewing these these people who we, you know, in, in this atheist movement tend to, you know, demonize is that they become completely human, you know. And right. the last thing that you want to do is 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 humanize these people because then you can, you know, right. empathize with them. But you, you can kind of empathize with the fact that these dudes have clearly been brainwashed. You know, they, yeah. they are living inside a jail inside of their mind. It's, it's, it's really yeah. crazy. You know, about, um, about this, um, uh, this, you know, man on the street interviewing, uh, I, I love it. And I love the idea of the, the question about choice. And I think choice is a funny thing, uh, especially in this context. And I wonder if the argument would, in fact, be better served if, if we acknowledge that there are probably plenty of gay people who have chosen to have heterosexual relationships, like, you know, Marcus Backman, um, <laughs> Ted Haggard. <laughs> you know, I think gay or bi yeah. men, you know, and, and, and women yeah. can probably choose to have heterosexual partners and sex if they want, but they do so by repressing their sexuality and compartmentalizing who they are. And I think I think they can do it, but it's profoundly self-destructive for them. And and many of them, um, they'll eventually crack and and uh, then they'll end up smoking crack while fingering the crack <laughs> of their male crack dealer. So well, yeah, uh, like Ted Haggard. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I think I think it's interesting. I think it, that's that's an argument that uh, I think should should be pursued. I, I love the way that this guy has basically said, you know, uh, when did you choose to to be straight? I think I think that's a great one. But I think also the the very fact that the Christians feel so encumbered to ask the question or, or to propose that homosexuality is a choice, it it should be acknowledged that yeah, there there probably are gay people that can choose to have. Straight sexual relationships, but it it wrecks them for the for the rest of their lives. Right, they will never right. acknowledge who they are. They will never come to realize who they are. So yes, they can do it, but it's you know profoundly self destructive. But uh, anyway, I think uh, the the Brian Fisher dude is uh, is one of those guys that has just one setting. You know, must hate right. gays, must repress sure. sexuality, must demonize the part of self that wants to smoke crack while fingering crack of crack dealer <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing i don't know he is he is what he is a a rabid you know he he really does only have one one switch and he he is one of these guys who is totally anti-gay and there was a huge thing about the boy scouts he hates the idea of homosexuals being involved with the boy scouts and uh and he was he, you know he goes off on it for you know 
we got tons of clips from this guy just going off on this sort of thing because he he really does sort of I mean he throws himself at it um, penis first. Well, you know how much I mean? of it is just so. being a provocateur? You know, he's like a he's yeah. like a puffy he's sweater like Ann Coulter. Yeah, you know, you can yeah. only take so much of what he says. A little cuter too, I think. <laughs> I think he's you know, I think he's a little hotter. I don't know. <laughs> uh, come on, I, I find Ann Coulter extremely attractive. That's like I don't, I don't, yeah. yeah. Okay. She's That's like a fine. blonde skeleton, <laughs> man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I you'd have idea. to defeat her by the powers of Grayskull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jake, if people were going to find your podcast, uh, where would they go? Oh, it'd be pretty hard. They'd have to, because, uh, of course, the name of the show is the theimaginaryfriendshow.com podcast. So it's a stab in the dark, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where they would do it. You guys should seriously, though, if you haven't listened to Jake's podcast, you should listen to Jake's podcast. It's very funny. He's a very funny guy. He has very funny guests, and he has really – I just think – I think, Jake, you make a lot of great points. Mostly, you know, you're kind of muddled, and sometimes, you you know, you're you're certainly not as funny as we are, but but you try, and that's that's good. Yeah. I do try. I do try. And thank you for acknowledging that. I I really do appreciate that. No, but honest, honestly, guys, if, if I can say just one final thing, uh, congratulations for making it to 100. Uh, you are honestly one of the best podcasts out there in the atheist slash secular movement um, and, and skeptic movement as well. And, and we're just, you know, we're a better world having had you here. So now that you've got to 100, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I almost had a tear was, in my eye there for a second, and then I realized I'm oh, just being a dick. No, okay, but, I, no I, I was I was being sincere. I, I really love I really love your show. I really love you guys, uh, and I'm so glad that you've made it to 100. So here's to uh, 600 more. Well, you know the, the the trick is to just half-ass it every time. You know? yeah, <laughs> set really, the bar that low. Is the trick. Yeah. Set the bar really low. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, no, Jake. It's, we it's, appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks again, a lot, guys. man. So we want to we want to thank a ton of people for sending in emails and and voicemails. I'm not going to list all your names, but if you if you heard your voice on the show, thank you very much. If you think you need to get your personal accolades for your own name to be mentioned, feel free to mention on the comments epi- of this episode. Uh, there's just so much, so many things we got. I couldn't. I couldn't go through all the names as well, but we want to thank everyone for sending things in this time. Uh, We had a blast listening to everything, and we want to thank everybody for sticking with us for 100 episodes. It was great. Uh, And thank you for just joining in on the fun on this episode. So the first email we got is from uh, Gaggy. And, uh, <laughs> I got him mispronounced the name. I, I, you know, uh, I, I read this as Gage, and I immediately thought of Pet Cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Gage sends in a uh, an interesting uh, gif of the 50 states uh, over the last 43 years as they uh, as they changed they they kind of changed uh, color to represent different states of whether or not they're allowing or disallowing gay marriage. And uh, he sent this gif in. I'm going to put it as a uh, on the on this episode on our. Uh, comment sections, or not in our comment section, in our actual episode for this on the blog post for the episode 
100. You can find it there. So Gage, this is really cool though. And it shows a really interesting uh, progression of how things have changed in the United States and how they still remain pretty abysmal. Yeah. Well, you know, and and he said in in his email, it's uh, surprising and shameful with the emphasis on shameful, man, I, I will disagree. It's progress. You yeah, know, it's progress. I look at this, I see progress and, and I'm not going to like, I can't poo poo that. Like, I've, I've yeah. got to look at that and be optimistic because to do otherwise is to despair. We got an email from Robert. Robert sent uh, Admiral Akbar with a giant uh, <laughs> Arabic head. I, it's like an Arabic word or something on his head. What is the do you know what that is? I thought that was a beer bottle, like an Arabic beer bottle, but it would have to it would be in violation of itself. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, uh, thank you, Robert, for sending it in. We will attach it to this episode, episode 100, on the website, dissonancepod.com. You can find this image. It's a, basically Admiral Akbar with no head, uh, just a big circle with Arabic on it, and it's a trap. So It's a trap. It is, that shit is a trap. Tom, we got a poem. We did. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's, um, Glory hole is not a phrase I ever thought I'd use. Yet every week your podcast makes me laugh at news. Its language is familiar. You wake the mind from sleep. There's no religious pedestals to drain the minds of sheep. You teach us all to question the published, written, aired. Your humor strips away the lies from garbage that is shared. With laughter we can question, with language we can hear. With thinking there is a future, with religion there is fear. You may dress in disclaimers of the language here within, but the topics aren't less valid and thinking's not a sin. The anti-gay religious freaks, go fuck yourselves, who cares? Glory hole, my podcast friends. It's great to know you're there. Thank you, Tamlin. Thank you very much for uh, for the poem that you wrote. I will, I will contest that, I will contend that we, I don't think we really teach anyone to do much at all. What I think we do is people come here locked and loaded and yes. ready to fight. Right. And, and we just, we just say, here's, possibly some ammunition for you young sir absolutely Good luck in your battle but we don't really type people who come here i think i think they've already figured out a lot of this stuff we're just we're just kind of an echo chamber and we know that we're cool with it. i'm that. totally happy with that we got an email from uh from ben and uh ben sent us a, a long email saying uh basically saying that my apology last week for using tranny was a kind of a non-apology and it's something that someone like that a Christian evangelist might say or something like that. And I want to just say uh, to everybody that when I apologize for using the word training, I genuinely mean, you know, I am sorry. I don't I don't mean to offend. I don't mean to injure anyone. I think I was just musing aloud about the word. So it was just sort of rambling on. So if I if I offended anybody with my apology, I would like to say I'm sorry as well. Yeah, there, there's no harm meant there at all i mean there was there was never any malice there was a comment on our blog tom this week uh and it was from episode 95 so i don't know if the person is in in the past right now and still sort of (laughs) catching up maybe they'll hear this a little later but uh but this person left a message i'm going to read it it says uh re-swimming lessons and this is a story about the father who put his children in girls swimming class and uh, the people had Muslim girls and said the father couldn't be there because they didn't want the father to look at their Muslim daughters without uh, any clothes on or the headscarf or whatever, anything. So they were upset, and the, and the father was basically barred from going to see his daughter's swimming lessons. And, and this person says, re-swimming lessons. The father put his daughter in a female-only swimming lessons. If he wants to watch her learn to swim,
him he needs to choose a mixed class. I don't see why anyone would be appalled that a man would be banned from females-only group that he chooses to use for his daughter. So I personally think that this is, this is, uh, this is faulty logic, but I'm going to let you handle this, Tom. Yeah, you know, the, the thing is that um, I doubt very much that the reverse would be true. And I, I, hate, to, I hate to go back to this argument, but I, I do very much doubt that if, if there was a boys-only swimming class and moms showed up to the swimming class and they wanted to hang out at the swimming class, there would be, there would be no fuss, you know. The, the reason that there's fuss here is, and the reason this guy was banned, he wasn't trying to, you know, get in the water and swim with them. He just wanted to keep an eye on his kid. That's, that's, it, swimming is an inherently dangerous thing, and right. it's inherently dangerous to learn particularly, right? You know, so he wanted to bring his daughter to a class and, you know, watch his daughter engage in the activity and, and probably had some, I would, safety concerns and just kind of wants to be around. And the reason that he was asked to leave was because there were religious weirdos in the pool that were concerned that some guy was watching their daughter, he wasn't trying to get in the pool. He wasn't trying to swim with the kids. He just wanted to keep an eye on his kid. There's nothing like we can't we, we cannot be a society that is so paranoid about the, the, the sexuality of our of our young girls and the inherently predatory nature of evil men that we, you know, can't even allow watching our own kids. Like when 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 a parents cannot watch their own children because some religious wacko is has their panties in a bunch about it, or there's some you know predatory concern that this is some man watching these girls. I mean, it's, it's the fucking dad. Okay, uh, Tom, we did get. It looks like we might actually get that 200k. Yeah, it. it I, I think this feels sincere. This this feels sincere. Cecil and Tom, I was very happy to hear that you'd be willing to increase the number of episodes you make each week from one to five. As for the matter of the $200,000 per year, that sounds perfectly reasonable for the entertainment you provide. <laughs> it does? I just received an email from the son of, of Nigeria's finance minister. I think he must be something like Joel Osteen. And he says he has $36 million that he needs to move to the United States. He's offering me 10%. So as soon as I have that, I'll wire you the 200K. That is awesome. Congratulations. You know, that guy contacted me last week, too, so I'll be getting my 10%. Yeah, you Maybe know, he contacted eight other people, too. Nigerian finance ministers are a fucking dime a dozen. Yeah, they have a lot of money just it's to just, spare. So Because when I think Nigeria, I think unlimited wealth. We got an email from Dave and uh, a bunch of other people talking about how chiropractic is crap. And um, I am with you on the fact that that people who think that chiropractic um, is helpful to them in manipulating things and fixing the body and things like that, like things that are wrong with your body, like, you know, I can cure your knee by cracking. I think that is all crap. I absolutely agree. I think there are some chiropractors who go under the guise of physical therapy and use the term chiropractic to be able to reach a customer base that may, they might not be able to reach, um, so they're using, you know, the the term chiropractic for both billing reasons on healthcare, uh, you know, because our healthcare is so fucking convoluted and weird that, you know, maybe chiropractic gets 
uh, falls under your HMO, but you know maybe physical therapy may not, or right. there might be a more of a benefit for you under chiropractic than there would be for physical therapy. You might get more money and things like that, more benefit time. So there's a reason I think that people call themselves chiropractors if they are technically physical therapists or people that just work on the back, you know, that the back part of the the, the spine and things like that. So I'm not going to make a medical claim on whether or not they are. They are. They have any efficiency whatsoever. I personally will never go to a chiropractor, whether they're a physical therapist or not. I will never go to one. Um, your mileage may vary, and we've gotten notes from tons of different people saying that it's garbage, and other people saying it's not garbage if they don't claim all the weird holistic stuff. I'm not taking a dog in this argument. I personally don't think it does anything, but that's just my own my own life choice. I don't go because I don't think that it's going to do anything. And if I'm going to go to somebody to get physical therapy, I'm just going to go to a physical therapist. Yeah. And I think you got to look at this and just say, Hey, you, you know, what do the studies say? And I, and I have seen, I have seen studies that seemed credible, um, which you provided, which, which you said that, you know, chiropractic has provided some relief, um, for back pain, you know, for nothing else. Um, so, you know, I think when you look at something like this, this is a, this is a medical treatment. It can be studied. It makes testable claims. If we're being skeptical, that's how you have to approach that. Yeah, absolutely. You have to approach it with studies that you that you can get behind whether or not you believe those studies and what they've handled. Because, I mean, obviously there's been medical studies about vaccines, right, that have come out to be fraudulent. So you've got to pay attention to where the studies are coming from, the number of people in the test, you know, how well controlled the group is, things like that. There's all those ways in which you can grade a scientific test. So if you find tests that you think are worthwhile, great. I know that Stephen Novella, we got links to Stephen Novella's blog uh, and how he talks about chiropractic. I know Quackwatch has a big, long list of stuff on chiropractic. So do your research. See whether or not you want to use it. I personally will never use it. Yeah. I personally don't think it's worthwhile. Um, but you know your mileage may vary. And I've talked to a couple people. People have approached me that listen to the show. They've been like, look, I, it's worked for me. And I'm like, great. That is awesome. And I, they even said, one person even said, like, look, I paid like 10 bucks for like four or five x-rays that I would have cost me a, you know, a whole bunch of money somewhere else and you know, like things like that. So there's there's ways in which people are saving money by going to these places, and I, you know, I can't, I can't fault them for that. And I don't want to get into uh, the they're just in it for the money thing because that's what, uh, that's what they say about right. big pharma. That's what they say about um, doctors. And I think when we start saying, well, they're just in it for the money, and we start labeling all chiropractors as they're just in it for the money, I think that's as cynical a worldview as it's, when they treat doctors yeah, in the same way. That's bad. Because I think there are people who get into chiropractic because they want to help other people. Oh, I do too. I've met some, I've met some people, um, some chiropractors that are some of the most genuine people that I've ever met in my life. I mean, just really desperately want to help other people and, and have a real love for, um, you know, what they do. And it, what they do, I don't, I don't particularly think is effective. Uh, we got a bunch of emails about Satan in the Jewish tradition. A bunch of people had pointed out from our last week, we had, there was a self-styled rabbi who beat the, a bunch of kids like a bongo drum with a hammer. <laughs> and those I kids don't yeah. want to work. I <laughs> just get... want to beat on these kids all day. <laughs> <laughs> I want to beat your brains out all day. Anyway, those kids got severely injured. One of them was like mentally disabled because of it and things like, so I mean, he like, he tried to exercise demons and we were wondering how is it that somebody who is sort of following a Jewish 
mindset is bringing in demons. And we got a bunch of answers. Mainly they're saying, most of them are saying, look, it's a self-styled rabbi. We understand it's a self-styled rabbi, but they got to get there somewhere. So that's why we, we used Ju- Ju- uh, Judaism as a jumping off point here. But mostly, Tom, a lot of them had to say, like, like hell is kind of here. Right. That's more more their more their thoughts that that hell is here rather than like a you know like the idea of hell and fire and all that nasty shit came much later. Yeah, it's not a destination location, right? Yeah. It's not it's not like some awesome place in the travel brochure where you're like, "Oh, let's let's zip, zip over to hell." You know, we got a day out on the boat. Let's let's go over to hell. It's not Yeah, it's we're in hell now. And, yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> got an email from Simon and Simon says, "Uh being it's your hundredth episode, I thought you'd like to celebrate with a drink. How about a pint of Glory Hole, a delicious beverage at last year's Birmingham's Gay Pride Festival? You have to send us a link to that website because we will buy that beer. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll swallow it though. Oh, I, well, I'll at least pour it on my face. <laughs> I'll just, just pour it over my. <laughs> I'll just bask in it for a little while. Great for the skin. It is. I mean, it's like a exfoliant or something. All right, so thank you very much, though. It's a glory hole beer. I'm going to post this image on our on our uh, episode for this time. Tom, we got an email about a global warming clip we used last week. Now, the global warming clip we used was from uh, it was from Jesus Camp, and we actually weren't making any comments on the Jesus Camp clip itself. We were just using that as a way in which to introduce. Sometimes the things that we uh, we use as clips are not from the stories that we use. And in particular, this one was from Jesus Camp. It's on our website. Many of the clips that we use were from Jesus Camp. So uh, so that wasn't what we were commenting on. But there's also some other things in this email that you wanted to address. Yeah. So in, the, in this email, it says, um, if someone says the last few summers have been warmer and therefore global warming is causing it, that is a deeply flawed argument is likely not true. Um, I, I totally agree. Um, the, the problem is that that's not what scientists are saying. That's what religious people use um, and I, frequently, and that's where the Jesus Camp clip comes from, as a summary of scientific evidence. So they create a straw man um, initially, and that's what they're arguing against when they say, like, well, geez, that doesn't seem like that big a problem. It's like, well, that's not what anybody in the scientific community is saying about global warming. That's not, nobody is saying in the scientific community, golly gosh, the last few summers have been pretty toasty, huh? You know, that's not the yeah. summary of evidence. So to argue against that as if that were um, a point that was being made, it's a it's a straw man. It's, a, it's a nonsense. So it, it's farcical. And that's how we use that clip. It's a farcical, ironic clip. It's it, nobody is actually saying that. We get an email from uh, from Larry, and Larry sends us uh, an image of a sign that says, hey, this way to the glory hole. We'll put that as an image this time on this show. There's a bunch of images this time. Thank you, Larry, for the image. I think it's great. It's awesome. Thomas contacted us from Thomas in the Bible. He recorded with us earlier in the week for this show, and he wanted to say that his Twitter is no longer the 24 or whatever it was that he said. His Twitter is now at T and the B. So it's capital T. The word and is spelled out the B. So we'll post his Twitter for this show, um, but understand that his Twitter handle has changed. And I've been lurking. He's very funny. His tweets are worth following if you do that. Yeah, his tweets are funny. Um, We got an email from Matt, and he sends us an image of Pat Robertson smiling next to a huge black dildo. (laughs) And so we have to to put this on this episode. It'll be on this episode. It's a happy 100th. It's a very funny image. So thank you very much for, uh, for sending that in. 
So we got an email from uh, from an MD in in Washington, and he says he just listened to our podcast and wanted to comment on the conversation about the word tranny. Um, one of the things that I hadn't really thought of, and this is something that I guess we were, uh, and, and by the way, I'm using the word, when I say the word tranny, I'm not using that as a slur. Understand, I'm not trying to slur anyone. I'm just referring to how we used it in the past. Right. So please do not be offended that I'm using the word. Uh, but that word uh, basically it could refer to transvestites and not transsexuals. And that's why I think people were getting upset about it. And that's why it became maybe a slur is because people who are transsexuals or transgender are not transvestites. And there's a there's a difference between those two things. I am not part of the LGBT community. I'm I'm just, you know, a hetero dude who thinks that the LGBT should have rights. You know, that's as that's as as deep as I get into the <laughs> LGBT community. So uh, so I, I it hadn't even occurred to me. Um, so thank you, uh, MD, uh, for the uh, for the. Uh, the correction, and I think that that's a useful one. I think that um, Godless Matt talks about that too in his in his uh, message. Yeah, thanks for the clarification. We really do appreciate it. We got an email to undisclosed recipient, <laughs> which I thought was great. Uh, this is from Cameron. Uh, Cameron sends a, a picture of him standing by uh, a uh, a Mormon statue. But I, the thing I wanted to talk about is he says this in, this the included photo was me 24 hours after running a hundred miles. I, what you, were, you, were you being chased by zombies? Like, why would you run a hundred miles? A hundred fucking miles. He says in here, he listened to our show for seven hours of oh. the 23 hours of the race. 23? Could you imagine? No, I, I actually cannot imagine. I can't imagine doing anything for 24 hours. <sighs> 23 Wait. hours. There's, there's no time in my life where I've looked at a hundred mile stretch of road and been like, I could run that. It's so funny because I'm doing like a 5K in a week, and I had to train so hard to do the 5K. And 5K time is 3.12 miles. Yeah, are you kidding me? I couldn't do a .5K. That's awesome, man. It's so funny. Thank you very much for sending in the photo, though, and uh, and and we're happy that we could entertain you for part of your grueling run. God, <laughs> the last thing we want to talk about. right off. Oh, I know, man. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is Adam, who who created the the whole of his glory song. Adam included in this uh, his he included the sheet music. So if someone else wanted to recreate the whole of his glory, uh, and by the way, getting a choir to sing it would be so oh fucking God. funny. So if I don't know if someone has access to a choir, that would be hilarious. But we're gonna post the sheet music in PDF on this episode. So we want to thank Adam for all his hard work. Not only did he do the whole of his glory, but he also did the, the Joy Division Cognitive Dissonance song <laughs> too. So thank you, Adam, for all your hard work this week. It was hilarious. Thank you to all our guests. I want to m- make sure that we first thank, um, we're going to thank Geo from Geologic. Check his his podcast out if you think Geo was funny on here. He is funny every week on his show. He has a he has a great show. It's well produced. He's a funny guy. He's an interesting guy, and he does a one man show like no other, in my opinion. I think his is above any other one man show out there. Uh, his is heads and tails above everyone else's. We had Jake, who does an amazing show. Uh, his show is very similar to ours. So if you haven't checked out the Imaginary Friend Show podcast, you should check it out. His stuff is great. He is funny. He has guests. And he also is the type of person who will get on the phone with someone who he disagrees with and have a debate with them. And he's very good at it. So give Jake's show a shot if you haven't yet. 
We want to thank everybody for being on and all the plugs, everything that they, they talked about is going to be on this episode's show notes. So if you are interested in hearing from any of the people that we had on this show, just go to dissonancepod.com, episode 100, and you'll be able to find their information on that uh, on that episode so you can find them on the web. And we want to thank every one of them for being on. They are wonderful guests, and they were gracious with their time. Yeah, it, it was. I was blown away by the support from from all of our guests, so thank you guys. We want to thank Amanda and Andrew for donating their generous donations. We want to thank everybody who donates uh, to the TAM and to the Podcast Maintenance Fund. Uh, thank you very much for your generous uh, donations. And for the money, anybody who gives us money, we've gotten people who bought apps this last week, and we want to thank everybody who does that too. And the T-shirts too. Like, Don't forget, you guys bought T-shirts, yeah. and, and we appreciate all of that will go to a good cause, which is the expanse of my enormous girth. So And thank lots you. of bourbon. <laughs> and lots and lots of bourbon. I'm going to leave you guys uh, because, you know, this this kind of wasn't our show. It was a show to sort of highlight some of the best people that – some of the people that we really think are great podcasters and, and people that we've gotten along with really well on uh, in all of our guest interviews. So we thought we'd have them on for this show. So I'm going to end the show with Jake's uh, version of the Cognitive Dissonance uh, Skeptic's Creed, what he calls the Cog Pledge. So I'm, <laughs> going to, I'm going to play that at the end of the show. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to say – and I'm going to give the floor to you here in a second, Tom, but I'm going to say – Thank you, everyone, for uh, for your participation in this in this endeavor and for the for the the laughs that you've given us because uh, we laugh with all the stuff that you send us a lot. We have a great time. You've you've made us feel good about some of the things that you've said. Uh, you you make us. Uh, I, I know that there's many times that people will say, you know, uh, you've you've changed things in my life, and we're always happy and flabbergasted when that happens but 100 episodes have been a, an absolute blast to put together so far and I want to thank everybody who's stuck with us for any amount of that time uh, you know if they've come in and listened to one or two and then disappeared even those people we want to thank just for you know the moments of their time that they've given us uh, and and I've been I've been enriched by this process. We did another show, Everyone's a Critic, which is on our website. So if you haven't ever heard of it, you can go there and check it out. It's You can download all the old episodes on our website, dissonancepod.com. But um, we did that show for about four years. And uh, and it was fulfilling and it was fun. But uh, the amount of, of, of uh, feedback that we've gotten from this show has dwarfed that in such a way. I mean, it is, it is, it is a tiny amount of feedback that we got when we did that show. And the amount of, uh, of listener support and listener interaction has really made me uh, energized and wanted me to do this show more and more. So thank you very much for all the, all the listening and all the, all the moments that you've shared with us. You know, this show has turned into something that I was uh, – that I never anticipated when we first sat down to talk about doing this show and to launch this show as its own thing, um, separate from Everyone's a Critic. Um, this show has taken on a life of its own. Um, which is which is beyond you and I, Cecil. And, yeah. And I've I've come to I've come to realize that through through the actions of our audience, through the actions of our listeners, um, this has created at least for some people a space. It's carved out a space in people's lives, and they've let us know that um, that they cherish. And I think it's important uh, to note that that we reciprocate that um, very very much. That this is a process. I look forward to doing this show. Um, every week, I I look forward. I check the email um, on my phone habitually. I'm I'm constantly checking it because I get so much gratification out of doing this show um, because we have such awesome listeners and because the the listeners are so interested and engaged and they've taken. I mean, just the glory hole thing. I mean, they, they've taken 
the ball and they've run with it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm just so glad to be able to, to do my incredibly small part. <laughs> well, you're Which used is a to phrase dealing my with, wife uses. Yeah, I, I was going to say you're used to that sort of small part, you know, making sure that you can use it to the best of your ability. So, But we want to thank everybody for listening for all those times. And I'm going to leave you with Jake's version of the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. Not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mummy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble. Sudai quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereograms. Pyramidal free energy healing watered downward spiral brain deadpan sales pitch light night info docutainment. Leo Pisces cancer cure. Detox reflex foot massage, death and towers tarot cards, psychic healing crystal balls, Bigfoot Yeti, aliens, church mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy devil speak, stigmata, non. Expose your sides. Take off your pants. Your hands. Inside Bloody me. evidential conclusive. I like your boobies. Doubt. Even this. That's cognitive dissonance. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, guys, I am so happy to be on on uh, on the show again. Uh, I love your show. I, I listen to it uh, routinely, weekly, in fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of my favorite things. Look, you guys are, are easily my my favorite uh, my favorite podcast. Easily, absolutely. Oh. Um, so I, I'm, you have low standards, and for I that do. we applaud. And I, I completely <laughs> acknowledge the fact that I have extraordinarily low standards. <laughs> I no, wait a minute! I said low standards, not extraordinarily yeah, low I completely standards. acknowledge yeah. that. No, I'm, look, guys, I am I am so proud of you for coming so far. Uh, not just not just in uh, in numerals, not just to number one hundred, but also you know the content that you guys put out every week is is always of a very low standard, but very funny. Okay, so it's a it's a good you know, way to get the, the 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 terrible stuff that happens around the world uh, out into people's auditory canals. Who needs iTunes reviews when you have Jake? You know what I mean? Like, who needs bad iTunes reviews when you could just talk to Jake? I mean, we should just call you weekly and just forget 
reading our comments <laughs> on our blog, the hate mail we get, and the iTunes review. We should just call you whenever we feel like, hey, we kind of got this. We're feeling pretty good about ourselves. <laughs> Do you guys get negative reviews? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one from one of your fans. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah, he said we were really dry, and uh, and and your your podcast does what we do oh. so much better. It was probably you, but <laughs> you know, it <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, Does yeah. Are you serious? Some, yeah. Somebody who listens to us found you dry. That's hilarious. That is yeah. that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm not gonna. You know, the guy's welcome to his own opinion. I hope he's. I hope he followed you over here so I could just tell him quickly, "Fuck you, douchebag." <laughs> but you know, I, if he didn't, then maybe you could pass that on to oh, him. Oh, I will. For us. I will. What's yeah. what's what's his full name and address? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually recording this from outside his house, so it's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Just, just, a little lady. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, hey, yeah. If you hear a slight rapping on your window, it's it's yeah. uh, Tom with his pants down. You know, yeah. It's always it's so Tom with my pants start down. down. No, it's not even a surprise anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, that guy. But uh, look, yeah. oh, very nice. Very. Nice. So, do you really, honestly, do you, guys? Do you, do you really get do you really get negative feedback? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we got some this week. Oh, yeah, wow. sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we were told. We were told this week on our on our uh, one of our f- pieces of feedback was we were wholly ignorant of a situation in the Middle East that we had no idea, and that we should just only talk to experts if we're going to try to figure out what's going on in the Middle East, and basically we should shut the fuck up. That was, yeah. I mean, that's in it in a nutshell. They tried to, I think they, they didn't really try to be tactful. No. Yeah. I mean, it's on yeah, our yeah. blog. You could just go read it. It's right no, on our blog. I totally agree thing. with yeah, the they, last part of it. They you know, kind of shut the fuck no, up. But, but the, yeah, I mean, but the hey, rest, yeah, I don't blame what, what, what situation in the Middle East are they talking about? Uh, Bangladesh. Oh, we yeah, talked okay. about Bangladesh last week, and they said it was way more complex than we had we had uh, we had let on. And, uh, and while that is a true statement, uh, we were only talking about an article. We weren't talking about the entirety of Bangladeshi politics and mm. history. Yeah, I think that gets yeah. missed we sometimes. Yeah. I think it's like when we start <laughs> off every segment with, and this is from an article from, <laughs> and then we talk about that article. Somehow that leads to some confusion right. that we're making right. some kind of blanket statement about the entire history and culture of a people. Yeah. I think, and yeah. I'm not sure. People miss you know, that. It's probably my lack of Do you get that? Maybe do you really, get that, Jake? Oh, uh, yeah. No, uh, not 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 really anymore. I uh, I think it probably has to do with the fact that we only have two listeners now. So, <laughs> and uh, your mom is so nice. <laughs> you may have stolen the rest. No, no, we we, oh. we did used to get a lot of a lot of negative feedback in the start, um, but we don't. So we don't get promoted in the US iTunes store. We get uh, you know promoted throughout the uh, Australian one, and you know every now and then when we get enough uh, iTunes comments, they'll they'll promote us in another one. But uh, the i the uh, sorry the Australian listeners are generally pretty okay with the I suppose with what we do in the beginning. There were plenty of people that said you know you swear too much, even though I think the most. Uh, most heavy swear word I think I've ever said is is shit uh, on my podcast. So because I don't find you you swear that much really. I thought you had to like didn't you have to like disclaim it when we were on your show? <laughs> <laughs> like hey, this one is going to be a little sweary, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, and you were. And uh, yeah, oh fuck yeah, we fucking brought it, bro. <laughs> bullshit. I won't be just defamed that way. 
<laughs> but it's it's mainly because you know in the, in the past I've had a lot of uh, apologists or Christian apologists on the show, a few Muslim apologists on the show, uh, a few you know fundamentalist Christians as well. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I always had the the idea that I wanted to make it as accessible as 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 possible because uh, I used to be. You know, I used to be a super happy clapper Christian as well. Sure, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to make it for, for people, for morons like me. So uh, so it was nice and open and accessible uh, without making them feel, you know, uncomfortable. So I don't know. I don't even know why some people feel put off or uncomfortable when swear words come out. But, you know, it's that whole Christian purity bullshit thing. I've never understood that either. It doesn't, it's like, mm. it, it's like you said a dirty word. What do you... Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if you're like nine. Yeah, see, the the, the thing is, is we think that um, that the dirty words actually scare people away from our show. Yeah. So when a it's Christian a comes on buffer. and tries to listen to it, yeah, I mean, they just yeah. they 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 immediately they hear the the beginning, and you know, within the first four or five minutes, we drop two or three f bombs, and they're yeah. like, yeah, it's enough of that, and they don't even bother to listen to the content; <laughs> they just stop. So, and that's great. We don't want them to listen yeah. anyway. So, yeah, it's the it's the douchebag buffer, and I, I think that that's uh, you know, that's that's. The the value of that is understated, I think, in in every podcast. Yeah, yeah. you got to select your you got to select your audience. You know, I mean, exactly. You, you want you and want the scare right away people. the people you don't want. Yeah, you want people listening. It's like you know, but you want the right people listening. It's not. I'm not trying to gather you know as much market share as possible. I'm not looking at my ratings like ah, I'm beating out imaginary friends. Now I'll get all the no money. <laughs> you know, you won't get the no money for doing this. I'll get the no. Money. Yeah. My no money from no sponsorships is worth just, you know, 10 times no money that you get. Right. Like, that's, that's what's so appealing about podcasting, though, is you can yeah. be 100. You don't ever have to cater to the audience. Audience is like, I don't like that thing you did. It's like, fuck off and die. Don't listen to it. <laughs> what do I fucking care? No, literally fuck off and die. <laughs> oh, I love it. Literally. It, it's, I, we, I love our listeners. Our listeners are awesome. The people I don't love are the people who are like, I hate you and I'm not going to listen. I hate you, too. You hate you, hate your parents, hate your fucking grandma. <laughs> yeah, especially the grandma. Yeah. You know, I, you yeah. know, the, the people that I dislike the most are the ones who are patronizing. They call that, you know, they, they write in, or I suppose for you guys, they might call in as well, which is cool. I, I love that you guys have that. But so they, uh, you know, they'll, they'll write in and they'll say something like, oh, wow, guys, I really love the show. I love what you've done with the place, you know? Yeah. If you could change these seven <laughs> yeah. things that I've got yeah. outlined here yeah. uh, to make it completely different to what it is. That's then fucking I awesome. would so listen more. <laughs> Here is a list of my grievances. As if yes. we're sitting around like, if only they <laughs> would listen more. Everything that you guys do is fabulous, except for most of it. <laughs> except for this 17-point list that I have created, <sighs> starting with all Can you imagine if like anything that. else in your life was like that? Like, if you just, like, you just got done having sex with somebody and they were like, good, here's what I'd like you to change. You should be a different no, yeah. person. You're not like, whoa, wait a minute, what the fuck? Wait, that, You've not well, that doesn't happen enough. It's like, that was the best sex I ever had, except for the, well, most of it. Yeah. The you beginning know, the, could use some work. The middle was shaky. The end, just do that all backwards. And then different, <laughs> flip it upside down and make it longer. Perfect. Just perfect. Yeah. The yeah. fuck? My yeah. wife sends me a detailed report after each one <laughs> that just shows me all the things I did wrong. Yeah. It's all circled in red with like a grade. <laughs> it's terrible. That's that's good that she puts in that sort of commitment. Yeah. That's, 
My wife just rolls over and says, Nah. <laughs> <laughs>